Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? This is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. Uh, you're about to hear the episode where I interview scientist, mathematician, and general renaissance man Nicholas Copernicus and iconic suspense film director Alfred Hitchcock. We got into a lot of fun stuff on this episode. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes, though, a couple of quick announcements. Don't forget that you can always check out the freshest episodes every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You go on the website, you get the app, and you go on there Monday at 3 p.m., you're going to hear the newest possible episodes of Famous Dead People. Uh, you can hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Let us know if you want to have a famous person on here. They have to be dead. That is one of the things. Uh, don't forget to buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now, and it is hilarious. Rate, review the podcast, leave comments, tell your friends. And, of course, you can always go to jaredberenstein.com for latest information on shows, upcoming shows. I got a, I got a whole bunch of shows that just went on the calendar, so check that out. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Alfred Hitchcock and Nicholas Copernicus only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. People you know. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. Famous stories stuck in the heads. My guests today on Famous Dead People are British film director and producer famous for the films Psycho, North by Northwest, and Vertigo Alfred Hitchcock. Good evening. And Renaissance-era mathematician and astronomer who formulated the model of the planets orbiting around the sun at the center of our universe, Nicholas Copernicus. Hello from uh, space. <laughs> Mr. Copernicus, Mr. Hitchcock, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Happy to be here. Oh, yeah. Uh, super pumped. Now, Copernicus, uh, just before we get into the meat and potatoes of this uh, interview, you, you're, when, I, when I welcomed you to the show, you said hello from space. Mm -hmm. uh, now, famously, you were not able to um, take part in space travel while you were studying the cosmos, the heavenly bodies. Uh, was that ever a part of your um, uh, modus operandi? Like, like, was that ever part of your motivation? Did you really want to go there? Is that why you were... So focused on the heavens? You know, you're a real dick for bringing that up right off oh, the Oh, I'm bat. sorry. I apologize. Uh, I didn't realize that was a We can just let source. me say things, right? <laughs> we have to like... I didn't realize that that was, um, that that was a sore subject for you, uh, Mr. Copernicus. Yeah. Uh, I apologize. You. I apologize. No, absolutely. Well, okay. So as you all know, I put the, the sun in the middle. I oh. was like, the sun's right in the middle. Yes. Did the math. I checked it out. It yes. worked out. People mm -hmm. were like not having it back then. Okay. And... Uh, so I, I told everyone, well, I went to space and I did that. And there was like, there was no possible way you went to space. You're our smelliest friend. There's no, how would you have gotten to space? And I said, shut up. And wait, I'm sorry. So you tried to, I was right. You you were right. You were hundred percent right. I, I mean, was right. There is, there's a whole thing in space study about relativity and how you, you there's really like no fixed axis by which the universe revolves around. It's just different perspectives. Yeah, shut but up, of we course, get it. The, of course. I'm just saying that I was right, mm -hmm. and everyone else was such a dick about it. They were. They were dicks about it. And you know, I, I, I can't believe... It's so egotistical. It's like, yeah, of course we're the center. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. but I'm Do just, the math. I'm curious that you thought that it would be, it would be a better idea to say, no, I actually went up there and I looked, and that's how I know. That was that was your tactic. That was something can we just to edit do. the podcast to say I went to space? <laughs> okay, I mean, I mean, we can a hundred percent correct the historical record and say that you actually measured from space if that's what you like. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So we yeah. are now so editing the prog. We are now here with uh, a famous film director Alfred Hitchcock and uh, first man into space uh, and the man who discovered that the planets revolve around the sun. Nicholas Copernicus. Ah, oh, it's so nice and warm here out in space. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that better? It feels really good in space. Well, let's uh, let's cozy. Move, let's move over to uh, Alpha Hitch. Oh wait, so so you're saying you're in space right now? Yeah, I'm in space right now. And you know what? I don't want to be confrontational, so I'm not going to argue Thank this. Thank you. At all in space, no one can hear you scream. That's that classic. That classic oh, horror that movie line. I made that up. I didn't you know that, that, that was a Hitchcock that original. Was, that was me. Wow, that's yes. incredible. Well, actually, let's let's talk a little bit about your innovations as a director, Mr. Hitchcock. So um, what people say about your unique uh, about what you brought to the 
the film genre is your unique approach to cinematography. It is said that your style of filmmaking was to uh, mimic a person's gaze, thereby turning the viewer into a voyeur. And so I'm wondering if that's something that you would agree with, if, if that was something that you consciously did, or if you don't agree that that's not what you were trying to do. Um, you know, uh, how arcade of a statement do you think that is? Well, that sounds very nice. I don't know who said that, but I'll go along with it. Sure, okay. voyeurism. This was not something that you were intending to do. No, I just wanted to make money and make a movie. I see. Did yeah. you ever view film as an artistic endeavor or were you just like, this is going to put bacon in the pot? I know? do love mm. bacon. And I only do put it in a pot. I love pot. <laughs> With a lot of water. I do love pots. I, uh, Fill the water all the way to the top. Put bacon inside mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. How do you know my secret? You, you <laughs> guys, you guys boil bacon. That's your. I that's boil your... a lot of bacon. in pots. You yeah. boil, boil pots. bacon. Yeah. yeah. I only yeah. thought of filmmaking as artistic when I did it. You see, other filmmakers suck. Other filmmakers suck. It's wow. true. It's true. You know this, that's Alfred Hitchcock, right there. You know this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh, everyone sucks. Is there oh, anyone? Oh, believe me, everyone sucks. Everyone well, sucks. let's talk about that. Like, oh. what are you doing? better than everybody else what is what is the alfred hitchcock philosophy of filmmaking that makes your movies the only ones that aren't terrible here's the key secret i'm in all of them you i make see. a rare appearance in all of my movies and that really is what makes the difference so you're saying that the only way that a movie can be good is if you are somewhere in it bada bing bada, bada boom <laughs> so the whole you movie's good even though you're only in it for like two seconds i am the secret potion and i'm also in charge of the camera and the actors i call them cattle they're mm, cattle to yes, me, yes. except for me. I'm the best actor. They watch what I do. They do what I do. And it's a beautiful film. That thank you. Fascinating. Oh, thank you. You think, I, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not being argumentative. I'm not, I'm not uh, Please. disagreeing Please. that you believe that your performance is so magnetic and energetic that it just sort of like radiates throughout the rest of the picture. And even though the other actors are doing the lion's share of the work. It is your presence that makes that film better. The lion's share of the work. Mm -hmm. I beg to right. differ. <laughs> I beg to you differ. Don't, you don't think so? No. I'm the one who comes up with his story, comes up with the camera angles, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. even have... I even make time to appear in the movie. Yes. You're that, welcome. It's very kind of you. You're welcome. You sound like uh, Brain from... <laughs> from the brain. Uh, that's based on yeah. me oh that's oh you know uh, in orson wells also they had a similar orson wells, orson. yeah you know. he's also based on me did you, you think orson oh, wells is bad i didn't mean to cut you oh, off. oh no orson wells was the, the human was based on you well yes look at him interesting fat <laughs> right fat, fat yes he wasn't always fat by the way oh, believe it neither mm. was i mm -hmm. but oh. you didn't know me any other way yeah, mm. that's true. And, you know, as appreciators of your work, we've only been exposed to the fat version of Alfred Hitchcock. What is your favorite Hitchcock film as appreciators of my work? Um, mm. Oh, let's see. Um, favorite Hitchcock. I got, you know, I was a big fan of uh, Vertigo. Mm. I like Psycho wow. a lot. Obviously, that's Thank a great you. one. What Thank about you, Capron? Uh, Into the Woods? You liked oh, in, pardon me. Into the Into Woods? The woods. Yeah, the Meryl Streep movie. movie that came out a few years ago. I don't ago. think it's Hitchcock, though. Is that Hitchcock? No. No, no, fine. Not. I'll take credit oh. for it. I'll take credit for anything. Okay, let me think of an actual Hitchcock. Well, here's movie. here's how you can tell. Inspector Gadget is if no, definitely not a Hitchcock. Based movie. on me though. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Inspector Gadget was based That's on cool. you. Yes. What how what were some of the things that you would do in your life that uh that that the people who invented Inspector Gadget took as inspiration for Inspector Gadget? Well, you know they. I was a I was I was a Renaissance man. Basically, mm -hmm. that's what they call me. I'm also have... a Renaissance man. <laughs> oh. That's why we are here together. That's incredible. I didn't even make that connection when yeah. I booked the two of you. I think it was more dependent on when I was born. You were a literal Renaissance, Renaissance man. man. Yeah. And you're, yeah. you are how we came up with the definition for Renaissance man. Right. It's because of people like you. Yeah. I uh, came out of my mom while she was painting something. <laughs> oh. And then I was uh, stewed in paint. Wow. You know, and oil. That yeah. sounds like a horror film. Mm -hmm. a, horror a horror film. film. If you called my mom a horror I really, film, I, I thought you were you calling in your goddamn mom a horror face. No. You, I thought you were calling my mom a horror film. <laughs> Please. No, no, no. Do you know, was that like a specific method of birth that, um, you know, like that we have uh, 
um, you know, uh, cesareans. Obviously, that's where you you cut the woman open. We yeah. have natural, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. natural birth. Oh my god, oh, yeah. Yeah. you're so Ew. squeamish about the birth process. You cut a woman open. Well, many sometimes, times, death. sometimes, many you, times. sometimes you have to do that in order to get the baby out safely and safe for the safety of the of the woman. Well, as well. Obviously, we don't do that anymore, right? No, that's of course, horrible. of course, we still do that. Cesarean what? Sections. Many yeah. times, <laughs> many times. <sighs> you could say it's probably done many times a day. Day, like cesarean section. Uh, clearly, you do not have stomach for the horror and the macabre the same way that our guest Alfred Hitchcock did. That's why he made so many films in that genre. Um, but I'm wondering, like, what was Yuck. the? Did a lot of Renaissance women paint things as they were giving birth? Would they? Or, I think it's just for the title just, of Renaissance. Oh, I you see. Know, just so that they can say Renaissance. That my birth. child is a Renaissance is, yeah. is a Renaissance man or woman or woman. Were there a lot of Renaissance women at the time? Uh, you say no, but I say yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Alfred Hitchcock you, was shaking his head. No, yeah, no. we just want for the people listening at home. Alfred Hitchcock was giving a vehement <laughs> yeah. denial that there right. were any neck fat swinging each way. <laughs> Why? Thank you. I he nearly knocked his man. Yeah. Nearly yeah. knocked his microphone away. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so so what would you say? There were there were Renaissance women. I would say there were Renaissance women. Okay. uh, And they were really, really great at what they did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Which, because they were Renaissance women, was a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, so some were mathematicians, some Mm -hmm. were artists, uh, some were dog walkers. Dog walkers. Some were plumbers. There's an art to every occupation we're learning. Yeah. Because, you know, there's not really much of an art to the science, Mm -hmm. which people have said to me, and I get a little bit frustrated about. Yeah, I can um, see that. I mean, I would argue that you So needed- that was you. You were supposed to say, no, I don't get that. <laughs> you were supposed well, to I would argue me. that you need some imagination to figure out where to look as a scientist, you know? And you yes. need to and you need to be able to expand your brain to 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 figure out things like relativity or uh, you know, string theory. Like those are very imaginative theories that you right. can then go and test. We have to get creative like um your movies. Like, Thank you. Like Hitchcock movies. Like Hitchcock it all comes movies. back to me. We have to get creative on how we can make the numbers add up. You know, that's true. Because you know, true. two plus two doesn't equal four. Not hundred percent of the time. The sun is in the center of the universe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, when you're dear. looking at the yeah. submolecular system, sometimes. Yeah. Two plus two does not equal four. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. It really is. I think they called me a renaissance man for other reasons. I just had a lot of tools on me at all times. Tools. Pencil, hardware tools. knives, yeah. cameras. And that's going back to our thing. Inspector Gadget yeah. thing. Exactly. That's the reason why you were the inspiration for Inspector Gadget. You had so many things. Yes. Before you used one of the things on you, would you ever say like, go, go, Gadget, uh, go, go, Hitchcock, uh, Pencil, Go go Hitchcock, um, uh, cinematographer's glass. Very uh, intuitive, mm. but I would say, go go cocky. Go go cocky. Yes, it was a play on my name. Go go cocky. People liked to call me Hitch. Mm-hmm. I prefer uh, the cocky. Uh, the cocky. <laughs> you prefer D-cocky. to be called the cocky. Yes. No, oh, what a, what a fun nickname. Did you have any uh, nicknames when you were? Uh, Operating in uh, Warmia, mm. uh, Copernicus, Locker Boy, Locker Boy. Oh, they dear. shoved me in a locker. Oh no! Oh, did you? Were you really? Yeah. They shoved me in a locker a lot. Oh, that's a shame. They called me Diapy Boy. Diapy Boy. This is they money. shoved me in a diaper. Oh, oh dear! That's such a shame. And, and watch me use it. <laughs> they would watch you and use the diaper. Hold me against the wall until I use the diaper. That is weird. Traumatic. I can't believe just, that they would make you do that. I was bullied a lot. Wow. Because I kept saying the sun. It's in the center. Go look. Oh, so even as a child, you were saying that the sun revolved around. I was thirty-two years old when this happened. You were. Oh. Oh, oh God. I see. When I got shoved into a diaper and forced to use it even oh though God. i was wearing pants underneath the diaper who was who was uh, shoving you into these diapers and lockers thomas edison thomas edison Dear ederson God. oh ederson oh, i was going to say ederson. not even born yet that's yeah. in, i was going to say that's incredible how did it get there but a man named thomas ederson yeah was shoving you was so it was a, a full grown man was was doing this to you who yeah. was also a full grown man and uh josh washington Watched Josh, Josh yeah. Washington. Josh Josh Washington. Interesting how many of these uh, yeah. uh, Prussian Renaissance men had names that were very similar to founding fathers. Mm. That is weird. That I is thought weird. he used to lick my feet while this all happened. That's really gross. <laughs> Not back then. Oh. I thought maybe it was your mother. My maybe mother? it was your mother who, who would bully you. Who would bully me? Yes. Uh, no, but she would make me dress up as a little girl. 
Your mother would make you dress up as a little girl. Yeah. How come? Uh, I don't know, but I was 65 and uh, (laughs) she would give me these little girl clothes and she'd make me wear them and then dance around and pretend like I was a girl. I have a question about all these, all this bullying that you endured, Copernicus. Uh, Sure. Uh, It seems like it all happened when you were an adult and uh, and then especially older. I was the coolest baby of all time. So so there was no bullying in childhood at all. It was only from 30 plus that you began to be bullied. Yeah. Because that's when I said the centers in the, the sun. That's the, the center of the universe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is fascinating. And then I complained about being in the space, even though everyone knew I wasn't actually in space. Which, of course, we know that you are. Yes. You space. were in space then. Right yes, now. And you are in space now. Yeah. Thank you, Hitchcock. <laughs> We are Check out the dragon. on board. Oh, there's a dragon in space. space yeah. That's cool. uh, oh God. fascinating. Do you want to be my friend, dragon? <laughs> your your story sounds like a combination of Psycho and whatever happened to Baby Jane. Interesting. I did not direct that Jane. second one. Mm, what, whatever what happened, happened to Baby Jane? Hmm? Something what happened? happened to Baby Jane. You should see the movie. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Uh, she was dressed up in weird baby clothes her entire life. That's right. Mm, girl baby clothes. But she, of course... Was a girl. I always get that movie well, confused with uh, No Wire Hangers. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Joan Crawford. Mommy Is that Dearest. a Mommy, Mommy Dearest? Dearest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the movie was called No Wire Hangers. <laughs> Psycho <laughs> Women. It might yeah. as well have been called that. Scary uh, ladies. Let's um, let's uh, backpedal a little bit. Let's go over. Let's go. Let's go to um, Copernicus for a bit. Sure. Uh, We're already so, Copernicus. So, so I just wanted to ask you about, uh, you know. You were an established polymath, a Renaissance man. You studied astronomy, mm-hmm. mathematics, mm-hmm. medicine. Mm-hmm. I also read the medicine. You, uh, medicine, yeah. Oh, great! I did oh, that. Yeah, you, you seem to uh, seem to not know about uh, that. Uh, Nyquil. Nyquil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that. Yeah, Nyquil <laughs> really helped me when I wanted to pretend like I wasn't dressed up like a little girl. Mm. To, enter, to entertain my mom, you would drink some Nyquil. Yeah, and, stab and then somebody. I would just. Stab somebody? Well, I don't know. You never know. <laughs> These stories lead to death. I would get stabbed for money. Oh, I'm sorry. So you would let people stab you for money? Yeah. Re- really? I, How yeah. come? I need the money. I, well, reading over your biography, it seems like you were pretty well taken care of financially. Yeah, because right? I got stabbed for money. So that's oh, where the money I came see. from. What does it say on the Wikipedia? Uh, oh, it says that you had a lot of different jobs. You uh, you yeah. worked for your uncle for a little while. Who would stab me for money? Secretary mm. and, yep. uh, and secretary got stabbed for money for a long uh, time. You also, I believe, worked for. Um, I'm doing math. Why am I a secretary? Um, well, a secretary is not like just you know like uh, taking notes and stuff like that. A secretary just like handles. The personal affairs, you know, your sure. uncle, I was, I uh, read on the Wikipedia, was a very important man mm-hmm. uh, in Warmia at the time. And Warmia? So he, uh, war- <laughs> Warmia, yeah. That's war- where, like warm? That's where you, that's where you lived. Yeah. Warmia. Warmia. Yeah. yeah. Like I might, Narnia. I might not be pronouncing it correctly. Well, it's also like, well, it's, temperature's okay. Mm-hmm. Can't say it's enough to describe an entire town. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just the warm weather. Perhaps, perhaps that's where the name came from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's perfect. The weather is Perfect. Oh, it's warm. It's maybe just a tad warm, but it's just a touch yeah. warm. I it's sweat under now. anything under 50, so it's not for me, but. You sweat yeah. under, under 50. Anything colder than 50. Oh, I anything over than 50. Sweating bullets. Wow. That's and that's a real bullets. life detail about Copernicus. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dikey boy. Well, what I wanted to ask you uh, was that, you know, you, you engaged in religious studies also. Yeah, of course. Uh, when you were in Italy and. Um, Scientology. Uh Oh God! The oh, that's the religion. That's the religion. I oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So uh, now Scientology, I understand, as I understand it, was invented by L. Rod Hubbard in the 20th century. Yeah, but uh, science, Scientology. Scientology. That's, the, that's the religion that yeah. you were studying. That's the one I was doing. It seemed like you were, science. You were studying an established religion, or were you starting your own religion? Uh, I was studying an established religion mm-hmm. by uh, Thomas. Middleton. Middleton. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Thomas Middleton similar to invented Thomas a religion Edison. called yeah. uh, Scienceology. Yeah. He was an improviser. <laughs> Scienceology. Uh, yep. I Scienceology. Love it. I love it. He was an improviser working for a show at the time. Mm-hmm. He was doing really well other than that, but 
Yeah, Shakespeare, improvised Shakespeare was like a big thing with him. Interesting. Yeah, this sounds a lot like Thomas Middleditch, the mm-hmm. uh, improviser, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 16th century mathematician and astronomer Nicholas Copernicus. Hello from space. And, which he's in space right now, and 20th century British film director Alfred Hitchcock. Good evening. Uh, now, mm. Mr. Hitchcock, mm. uh, so there's a story that I wanted to ask you about uh, from your youth that I saw on the Wikipedia uh, and feel free to correct this if it is at all um, uh, fictionalized. When you were five years old, the story goes, your dad sent you to a local police station with a note. Um, and when the police looked at the note, they put you in a cell for a few minutes. And the police said, this is what we do to naughty boys. <laughs> is that story? I'm sorry, Copernicus. <laughs> Copernicus. No, something like happened to me too. <laughs> really? I was so, going so to, yeah. to At least I wasn't stabbed for money. The or, police stabbed me for money. Or put in a diaper at the age of uh, 32. 32 or stuffed into a locker. Well, the police once take turns making me sniff their butts. The police did. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, I relate man. to the story. And now I, I it just seems like child's play for where I was at a 35 year old man. Understand why you're so I smelly. Was five. <laughs> I was only a five year old boy. So, yeah, let's, let's, get to, let's get to the meat and potatoes here. Is that story <laughs> true? The this is what we do to naughty boys story. Doesn't it sound disgusting? It really does. It really, it really does. was. My father was a son of a bitch. Okay. And I wasn't even being naughty. All I did was make myself a peanut butter sandwich. Okay. And he slapped me across the face, mm. called me a whore. Oh, my God. I was going to say this sounds like a whore film. A whore. Gave me the note, which I couldn't even read. Mm-hmm. Sent me to jail. Yeah. And the police... Staggeringly, just went along with it, and they just threw you in jail and said, "This is what we do to naughty boys." You little bitch! Uh, the, he, the, the the police said that also. Yes. Oh my god! They and then they slapped me across the face again. Wow! Oh, wow. I, two slaps. Never wow. forgave him. That's never forgave him. Unbelievable! I hate him well, so, so much. I have so many mm. questions about Please. this. Uh, so we know what the offense was. You were making a peanut butter jelly, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. When since when is that illegal? It's I not illegal. Thank you. I would Back in my time, that. it was illegal. I would. Oh, really? Yeah. In, let's get mm. let's get to that in a minute. Okay. Um. So, one, two, uh, the. <laughs> Do you know what the note said that your dad gave to the police officer? I do now. Okay, what did it say? It said, Butch, put this little bitch in jail for at <laughs> least a half an hour. Signed, Hitch. Signed, Hitch. Yes. Gotcha. He called himself that. That's why I prefer it that's to Cocky. That's why he preferred to Cocky. You added Cock to your name? No. After? Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no, it was Hitchcock. It was always okay. Hitchcock. Right. Okay. Um, and so I have to also ask. Good way to separate yourself from the dad. I get where you're going. Though. <laughs> uh, I have to ask you this: Do you c- could you relate to us the tone with which the cop said, "This is what we do to naughty boys"? Can you give us like an impression of what it sounded like at the time? Well, because I because there's a lot of different ways that you could read that line, you know. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not very good at impressions, but okay. it was a little something like. This is what we do to not a boy's bitch. Oh, my God. It was hard. And that was wow. Butch. Just Very clear. Yeah, that was Butch. His right. name was Butch. And he had a Butch voice, too. And then he slapped me like a like a bitch. Like a bitch. <sighs> like a bitch. That is such a... It, it's <sighs> unfortunate. It sounds like an unfortunate incident, and it does sound like a, a logical rift between you and your father. Like, you sh- like, that's not a good relationship. Horrible. That's not a good relationship. Horrible, and I will say this. In a secret, nobody knows this. The shower scene in Psycho, I was picturing Butch. You were picturing the police officer. Naked in the shower? shower. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Getting stabbed with a knife. That's so fascinating. Thank you. So, Would you ever redo that scene as... Would you think it would have the same... Like with feel. Butch, with Butch, if it was like it? a f- naked, gigantic man in a shower when he was getting stabbed to death, <laughs> no. Instead of blood, just like body hair goes down the drain. Oh dear God, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, you know, they made so many goddamn sequels to my film. None had anything to do with me. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a Butch man in it. Sequels favorite, and prequels, yeah, so yeah. dumb. I think my favorite one was I hate four. People. Uh, four. Excuse me, Psycho Four. Psycho Four. I'm about uh, to go Psycho Four. You saying that? Well. <laughs> What was the tagline of it? Psycho 4. It's about four time. And it was on a golf court. It's about. Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't yeah. seen Psycho 4. 
Yeah, I good. Have. Took place on a golf really course. Good. I, I, I have dog. often felt like we should reshoot classic films, but with one character replaced by like with a really fat person mm. who's currently Me. who's currently like eating. You uh, know. Oh. Okay. Uh, but Hitchcock, yeah, you I definitely could do did the it. film. Hey, like, well, thank a, you. Like you like, look really mad, by the way. I am. <laughs> you said red. your favorite Psycho movie was Psycho Four. It's not even a Psycho movie. It is a Psycho. It takes place on a golf course. It's, it's a cheap, four times a cheap parody. Cheap hit. Well, no, it's by uh, who was the director? Who cares? Uh, who was the director? I think Fre- it was was it Freddie Bitchcock? Yeah, I think it was Freddie Bitchcock. <laughs> Freddie Bitchcock. Directed. I thought maybe it was Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Vince, Vince Vaughn Vaughn's... did the remake, right? But whore. he didn't direct it. Also, <laughs> oh, you're calling Vince Vaughn a whore? No, I'm calling Gus Van Sant, who did direct it, a whore. Oh, that's it's very unfortunate that you would say that. I know that he did prostitute himself for a little while. Did he? Uh, Gus Van Sant did. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, and mm. so you know, it's one of those things like you can't call a bald guy bald. You have to call them hairy. Please, he's it's, a whore. It's really, it's really inappropriate to call Gus Van Sant a whore because he gets very sensitive about that sort of thing. Good thing he's not here. (laughs) It's it's true, but when he passes away, I am 100% having him on this show, and we will hash this out. Oh, good. Um, I'd love to talk to the guy who made Psycho 4. It's four (laughs) time for murder. Oh, that I'd was love to talk that to was that not not Gus Van Sant, of course. That was uh, Freddie Bitchcock. Oh yes, Freddie Bitchcock. Freddie was an incredible director. Is he dead? He uh, unfortunately he's not dead. He's still making movies. He made a Birdigo. Made Birdigo oh. about a guy who's scared of birds. Yeah. Uh, he made um, South by Southwest. <laughs> made South by Southwest. Uh, uh, about about a uh, about a spy who gets mistaken for a regular dude. Mother. Mm, uh, mother. Yes. Yeah. Pardon what else? Me, pardon me. Uh, so I married a Nazi. <laughs> Married that's fine. I don't care about that. Yeah, that's not Didn't, really. That is that not really a Hitchcock fit, film? It doesn't really fit with the genre. Isn't of, there a Hitchcock uh, film where she marries a Nazi? Am I crazy? I don't think so. Do, um, uh, Mr. Hitchcock, do you help him on a boat? Uh, help, I'm, <laughs> I'm on, on a boat. Isn't that a Hitchcock film? No, but they got have directed Dogs. Uh, yeah, dogs. man. Uh, Freddie yeah. Freddie Bitchcock did Dogs. Dogs. That's right. About a town where all the dogs go crazy and start attacking yeah. people. How many movies do you have? Three. No, oh, my no, God! Lots. How many um, Academy Awards did I win? Oh, two, probably lots. I don't have them. Sure, one of them didn't win. Unfortunately, none. none. I, that's why I'm so bitter. Mm, I would be bitter. Can you too. believe that? Yeah, you're icon. You're an icon. Thank you, Mr. Hitchcock. Yeah, you're Meanwhile, uh, I just heard that Freddie Bitchcock got uh, nominated. Oh, for, for what? Uh, he got Dogs? nominated for <laughs> the room. <laughs> the room. Oh God, <laughs> the room. I hate you. Fuck it. <laughs> yes. Can we say that? I said it. Okay. Uh, I think he got to, I think he got nominated for uh, uh, the front front window. Oh, front window. He, he did the front mo- window. He did the movie about the window so, at the front of the house. This might be oh. a dumb question. There's mm-hmm. two movies. There's a Vertigo movie that's mm-hmm. about someone scared of heights. Yeah. And then there's a Vertigo movie directed by Freddie Bitchcock <laughs> about a guy who's afraid of birds. Right. And then there is a movie called Rear Window. Yes. Thank you. It just Thank feels you. similar to the Vertigo movie. Oh, yeah, no. Because they're both high up places. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No. Well, there is a moment in Rear Window where Jimmy Stewart's character is, is hanging uh, out of the window. But that's the only time that that happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's no other height-based fear in that movie. I feel like there's a is lot of Is that true? <laughs> I don't even true. remember that part. I mean, if you direct as many films as you do, I'm Thank sure you. some you. of them What are the other movies the that either. I feel like we're only talking about four? Uh, there's a lot of Hitchcock movies. Oh, you know? yes. there was. Uh, so I Married a Nazi. I don't think he no, did. So I married a Nazi. I'm scared and I'm on a boat. Uh, well, you know what might be easier if we if we think about the Freddie Bitchcock movies and then just sort of like reverse engineer it? Sure, oh, sure, sure. Uh, you know, so there was Dogs, which Dog is birds. obviously about birds. Thank you. Uh, there was uh, Vertigo, which was uh, a remake of Vertigo. Vertigo. There was Front Window, which was a remake of Rear Window. Which they actually was that your did first remake. Colored with one? Christopher Reeve. Oh, they, they already did a, a Rear, rear yes. Window remake with they, Christopher Reeve? They made it again for as it was made for television. Oh. And they Christopher Reeves played Jimmy Stewart's part. Was this after the accident with Christopher Reeves? Yes. That must have been because they must have been like, yes, you it know, was his only, we want to give him an opportunity to, to act in something. Yeah. 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 Yes. And there well, haven't been a lot of things for people in wheelchairs except for Rear Window. Thank you. Yeah, that was you're, a very, ableist, uh, was a very uh, ableist movie that you were making. You. Mr. Hitchcock. Wild Wild West. Wild West was not a Hitchcock movie. No, yeah. but that's a movie with a guy in a wheelchair in it. Was it? Yeah, he had the spider. Did, but did he need the wheelchair? Or was it like an accoutrement, like an evil villain accoutrement? I, I don't know. Love that word. 
accoutrement. It is a pretty great word. I would hope not, because there's a lot of disability jokes in that movie. In that really movie? Hope, yeah, I really hope Will, Smirrell, Will Smith is not making disability jokes at a person. I desperately hope that, disabled. too. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize how plot problematic uh, Wild Blood West was. Well, there was like a scene where it's like, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to hear more about Wild Blood West when we come back. Unfortunately, we're going to have to take a short break, uh, but we'll be right back with Alfred Hitchcock and Copernicus on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioForBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever. We love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are Renaissance-era mathematician and astronomer who formulated the model of the planets orbiting the sun at the center of our universe, Nicholas Copernicus. Hello from space. He is in space. And 20th century British film director and producer, famous... For the films Psycho, North by Northwest, and Vertigo, Alfred Hitchcock. Good evening. You know what? We completely forgot about the Freddie Bitchcock film that was a remake of Psycho, um, Man with uh, uh, Antisocial Personality Disorder. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. that one, actually. I <laughs> did like that one. Movie. It was very sympathetic towards the guy because it's it like, really well, he doesn't was. know any better. He has know? Antisocial Personality Disorder, you know? Yeah. Uh, but let's go back uh, to Mr. Hitchcock uh, for a moment. So... Um, in 1919, you got your first job in entertainment. Wait, 1919? 1919? I'm old. He is pretty old. Well, not as old as Copernicus. <laughs> Good point. Know. Good yeah. point. Uh, that just in, felt old to me. <laughs> <laughs> in Go 1919, on. you got your first job in entertainment drawing title cards for a new film studio in London. And according to the Wikipedia, uh, the staff of the studio were mostly Americans, but be, but the British people that did work there were encouraged to just try their hand at anything that they wanted with the uh, studio equipment. Is that right? Yes, it sounds a little crazy, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. I mean, we were all, crazy. We it, were... it makes sense. Like, you know, we're in, we're in, you know, we're in England. There's all these Americans here doing their thing. But you're a good British guy. Like, go crazy. Very, I was very young, but mm-hmm. it was a kind of learn. <laughs> it was like a guess and check type system. I'm sorry, a what? Guess and check. Guess and so check. So you take a swing at using the camera, doesn't work, so mm-hmm. try something else. Guess, Guess and check. Guess how it works, <laughs> okay. check and see if you were right, you weren't, try again. Oh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. Wouldn't you have to like crack open the film canister to see if you got anything and then it would all be exposed? Well, uh, early on, it wasn't even turned on. We didn't know <laughs> how to do anything. Great. Okay. Guess, so it sounds like no harm, no foul. Yeah. <laughs> it's very similar to the scientific method. You know, like right. you have a theory. Oh, yes. I believe that we they will They based put... that on me, I think. Oh, really? I believe so. Yeah. Guess and check. <laughs> so, uh, guess so, yeah. And check, yeah. I guess <laughs> that the film, we'll, we'll put film on this, we'll put, we'll put images on this film if we turn the camera on like this, mm-hmm. and then you do it, and then you check to see if it did. Came and a long way. if it way. didn't, you go back to the Try to the something board. else. Yeah, that's basically the scientific method Came right a there. long way, didn't I? You know, I... Can you do it like four times? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and what? You, the scientific method, you have to do a hypothesis twice. A hypothesis twice? Yeah, I believe so. Really? I don't think yeah. so. That I'm doesn't... not a scientist. <laughs> well, I think you like double check to make sure the same thing happened again. Oh, yes. Well, you do want to do double blind studies. An educated yeah. guess. That is not yeah. part of the traditional scientific <laughs> method, but it is uh, encouraged in the scientific Well, if community. I may, as a scientist, a mathematician, I would like to answer that. Oh, please Go do. Go for it. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> said that it's not 
part of the five-step scientific method. Right. It's not part of the five-step scientific method. Okay, so you're agreeing. Yeah. Wonderful. Just uh, don't step on my toes. Please. I'm glad. I'm glad that I got that. Uh, like my mom used to. got that sorted. Oh, God. Yeah, when you were when you were old, right? When, when I was when like 60s? thirty-two, yeah. Oh, 30s, my yeah. mom was eighty, and she would just put my toes on these little ice cubes. Mm. Did you live Step together? On. We did live together. I didn't mm. have that much money because I was getting stabbed for money, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And I had to work a lot of jobs with my uncle, who would be like, "Hey, just take the phone calls, and whenever I put a knife to your gut, just." Take it. Just take that knife to the gut. Take that knife to the gut. That is a shame. Knives, mothers, sons, psycho. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what, psycho. What right about there. Th- wait? What, what do you mean? My uh, one of my most famous films is called Psycho. Okay, Norman Bates. For you, Psycho Four Time. Oh yes, <laughs> you know this. You know <laughs> yeah, all the, go- the golf murder movie that was <laughs> on Psycho Four. Yeah, mm-hmm. that also um, was a Freddie Pitchcock film. I'm not sure if you remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, but true. what I wanted to ask you about this um this film company that you worked for, Mr. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock. Uh, so like what sort of stuff you said they did guess and check, right? Mm-hmm. But did you guys ever, uh, like, were you able to make any films while you were sort of like playing around with the equipment? Very, very primitive. Film. Gotcha. So what sort of things were made while the sort of like British employees were just playing around with the, uh, with the cameras and stuff? Well, that's private. We <laughs> okay. would take them into rooms and film each other. Just sounds like maybe we're making some horror movies. Maybe you're making some horror Horror films. I would never say. Okay. All right. My mom made horror films of me. She made horror films. Horror? She made horror films. How how much can we say these words? (laughs) Before the people listening just go completely insane. (laughs) Well, it's it's like that. And it's also like, I don't know if I want to hear like these old term. I just Uh, think put it this way. Okay. Mm. If we were to take both of your cellular telephones and look through all of the photos, would there be anything maybe you didn't want to talk about on let's them? Let's see. Let's pull anything out Anything that you didn't want people to see. Okay, oh, my... so we're going to look at Copernicus' yeah, phone Yeah, let's right look now. at my phone. All right, okay. password is, uh, okay, it's one of those things with the dots. Thank you for talking us through this. And I'm going to do That's a good C. Radio. I put a C in my phone. For Copernicus. Yeah, for okay. Copernicus. Uh, into images. Okay, so this first picture. Oh, all right, it's just a dick. It's just <laughs> already, 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 already a dick. This that, is my dick. That's dick what we did yeah. with and the camera. It's got Sorry. all the planets going around. Yeah, because I'm the center. <laughs> that is a yeah. scary looking. Never mind. It's a. I'm the center. Uh, it's very red from all the beatings it took. Oh my god. Yeah, kind of like the sun. I'm assuming kind of. that uh, the beatings were not self. Uh, beatings. No, those know. were soft beatings. Yeah, <laughs> no, those were soft yeah, beatings. Guys, so this is from you yeah. beating your own dick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my all right. God. So, well, are we might, leaving this already? One might say, well, we basically proved Hitchcock's point because the first picture that we saw was your dick with all the planets. Let's see the second it. one. And I was like, all right. Oh it's, God. This <laughs> one's your dick too. Oh, it's the exact same picture. <laughs> All right, well, surely the third one. Okay. Oh, Why God. don't you describe the third one to us, Copernicus? Uh, this is a cow. Stomping <laughs> on what is that? A watermelon? Oh, and then I'm masturbating in the back. That's okay, what great. I think that's Hitchcock that was reacting to. All right, that's, there you that's, go. Yeah. That's what he was grossed out That's by. probably what we, yeah. we would do with the cameras. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you were making horror films potentially, home and movies. so home movies, if you will, home movies. Uh, yes. I, and I think maybe if you were thinking about that at the time, you're like making these movies, and you're like, these are horror movies. It wouldn't be that much of a stretch to be like, hold on, maybe I should make horror movies instead. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, wow, you I just me. you got it. Stumbled onto Hitchcock's origin story right there. And you know, when you think of Psycho, hot pause for applause. <laughs> when you think of Psycho and you see a naked woman in the shower, mm-hmm. it's only one step until you get to the Bernard Herman reent, reent, reent part. Mm, that's right. I know. Your favorite part of the Yeah, it's basically you start with a horror movie right. and then just very quickly twist it and turn it into a horror movie. I've never seen a naked woman before. So mm-hmm. you, correct me, you've never seen a naked Not woman surprised. before? No, that's never interesting. Seen I, I read that you that you had an affair but, uh, later on in life. Let's I mean, hear about this it's not, This sounds like a perfect time to talk about this because sure. um, you just mentioned you've never seen a naked woman. Yeah. Um, but according to Wikipedia, so according to Wikipedia, you were never married. Mm. Uh, but when so you how were, could I have an affair? But when you were almost never married. But when you, well, we're talking about affair in like the the more romantic form of it, you know, mm. where an affair is any kind of romantic relationship. Wikipedia that's not, should get its uh, 
de- definitions down. You it know really I mean? should. Uh, but according to the Wikipedia, when you were mm-hmm. almost 60, you had an eight year long, we'll call it a sexual relationship mm. uh, with your live in housekeeper, Anna Schilling. Mm. Anna uh, Schilling. Now, the, I, yeah, the Wikipedia describes it as an affair, which okay. I am taking to mean some sort of romantic entanglement. Right. And it was like not proper. Not proper. Right? Yes. Doesn't that affair mean that? Yes. Um, and th- in fact, there were two bishops who intervened and said, oh. and said, you, you should probably break things off with your housemates. Uh, and I have a thousand questions about this. Sure. So can you talk about that relationship a little bit, especially in the context of what we have now learned about you, that you <laughs> have never seen a naked woman before? Yeah. So uh, I was six years old. I just came home because my parents were covered in shit because I got stuffed into a diaper mm. and forced to use it, even though I had pants over the on you know inside of the diaper so you're talking about when you're 60 years old yeah gotcha, gotcha. uh a bunch of kids showed me into a diaper made me use it but i was already wearing pants so i mm. came home i was really sad i was covered in my own fecal matter and um shindling saw me there just like mm-hmm. crying in a pile of my garbage and poop yeah and she said hey uh do you mind taking that outside because i have to clean your place and i said okay and then i walked outside and um, she then sprayed me with the hose to try to, like, wash me down a little bit. That was nice of her. Yeah. What yeah. year was this? This was, uh, uh, Well, this is when you're us. almost 60. So this is, yeah. like, 15. 15. Yeah. Uh, so that just 20 or 20, 1530-something, yeah. I believe. So she was hosing me down. Uh, and we also had a sprinkler system that I was standing around just to, like, try to wash me off. Okay. Um, and then uh, she said to me, you know, you look a lot better when you're soaking wet. Because mm. the tears are just not as apparent, you know? It doesn't look like you've been crying. Uh, you don't you just look, look like you've been crying. completely wet. Yeah. Yeah, the best thing to do when you're crying is, it, is to uh, jump in the pool. Splash some water in your face. nobody knows that you've been nobody crying. Sweat a lot. That's the yeah. premise of the song, I Wish It Would Rain. Yeah. Then everyone won't see that I'm crying. Or just say that you're constantly about to sneeze. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, um, you were chopping onions. There's a lot of excuses yeah. that you can use. Yeah. I uh, wish I figured those out back then. But, so sorry, uh, you were saying... So she said, you're a lot more attractive when you don't look like you're maybe not crying. Mm. And uh, we kind of hit it off from there. That went on for eight years. Suddenly. um, I'm sorry. So so what went on for eight years that she would just wash you with a hose? I would come home beaten, bloodied, stabbed. Gotcha. um, Shit all over my face from someone else's butt because they made me sniff their butts. Oh, and uh, oh, Copernicus. And uh, she was like, well, don't get in the house because I'm cleaning your house right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're right. I got to go outside. And she would spray me down. She'd be like, wait a second. You almost look like you're not crying. We Every time. She Every time. Revelation. <laughs> it was like 50 first dates. Oh, oh dear. Um, I see. A wonderful. Thing. But I wasn't a super duper manly Adam Sandler who's like super strong and really cool. You know what I mean? Did this, did this relationship ever progress past this point? Like, I'm assuming that when she finished hosing you down and said, wow, you don't look so bad when you when it's not, not obviously been crying. Yeah. Um, and then I'm assuming you just got dressed and then continued with your life. Or was there ever any kind of like romantic entanglement? Uh, we had a romantic entanglement. But never naked. Never naked. Our clothes were getting tangled and then we'd both pass out. I see. And so she would like hose yeah. you down, wearing your clothes. Yeah, to get I would be really wet and, and she'd be so dry. And then we would start stuff out and then we just got tangled and fell asleep. Gotcha. Sounds rowdy. <laughs> it was pretty rowdy. <laughs> does sound pretty incredible. We definitely like caused a lot of ruckus in the neighborhood. Gotcha. gotcha. With all the poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was before that. And then our sex was very quiet. Oh, you had sex. No, mm. I meant like the before, you know, the pre-show. The pre show, pre show, you know? like pre-show, the making pre-com. out, yeah, the uh, the foreplay, if you will, the foreplay, yeah, oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. where you're just like covered in pre com, mm-hmm. that's all you know. Damn. I can understand why these bishops would have a problem with this, then, because you guys are doing all your business outside, basically. Right. We couldn't go inside because she was, yeah, she was nasty. Nasty. It. nasty. It would be nasty. It would be. It would be <laughs> bad. It would like reverse a lot of what she was just doing. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's no good. Yeah, do you, don't wanna, you don't want to you don't want to make the job harder for the living maid. It's true. Now, uh, so these bishops, they come to you and they say, uh, hey, would you stop having your weird, quiet, wet sex yeah. outside of your house with your living maid? Two bishops came at me diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> to join in on the fun. No. Everybody knows that's the only way that bishops can move, move is diagonally. Is diagonally. Yeah. But they oh, can go yes. as far as they want. They can go as they far as they as want. as far as they want. Yeah, so they're good, like, secret killers. But boy, <laughs> they only came at me diagonally. Um, and then they said... Listen, uh, I'm horrible. This is Charbel. You cannot 
you cannot have this relationship anymore. And I said, why not? And they were like, because you're disgusting. Mm. You're not married, you're single, but we don't want you having a relationship because you're disgusting. Did they slap you like a bitch? They put one hand right, the other hand left, and then they slapped me at the same time. Like a... Like a like a big <laughs> like a fat bitch. bitch. Thank you. Like a bitch. Like a little big fat bitch. <laughs> and my tongue sprang out of my mouth from getting slapped. Did it make that noise? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It was just like that. So, so did you stop your relationship or were you like, screw these bishops? I uh, said, screw these bishops. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep having the relationship. They uh, put me in a condom. I'm sorry. They put you in a condom? <laughs> like a full body condom? They put me in a little condom Okay. over my pants and said, we're going to watch you until this condom is full, just like the diaper. <laughs> this is the <laughs> diaper equivalent. This sounds like a magical world. This yeah. It really sounds like a really terrible, it sounds like a yeah. horror movie. It's it a sounds like movie. a horror it's the diaper, movie. It's a second beat of the diaper equivalent. I That's see. what they're uh, going for. Uh, yeah. yeah, it sounds like you're really traumatic, uh, traumatic life, uh, yeah. especially later in life. Uh, for those of you just joining us, uh, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guest today our 20th century British film director, Alfred Hitchcock. Good evening. And 16th century mathematician and astronomer, Nicholas Copernicus. Good evening from space. Uh, now, first of all, I really enjoy the fact that every time I've said hi to you, Mr. Hitchcock, you've said good evening, even though it's the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, that's it's, just uh, wonderful. I always say good evening, yeah. even if it's morning. Let's talk about your first successful film, because we talked a lot about your past, about when you were a naughty little boy and you went to ch- and you went to prison for a day. Uh, about when you were making your private horror movies uh, at your friends. first movie studio with friends. Uh, but your first successful film was 1927. It was a silent film called The Lodger, A Story of the London Fog. Do you remember your first film, your first successful film, The Lodger, A Story of the London Fog? Oh, no. You don't remember this movie at all. <laughs> How could I forget? I'm Too foggy. just kidding. Oh, gotcha. It was, gotcha. It was a glorious <laughs> experience. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good one, Capernaum. That was really funny. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was really funny. I yeah. should, it's a good bit. I should have um, come up with some dialogue for that film, but back then they didn't have dialogue in film. Well, it was a silent film. Correct. And so, I mean, did you have any placards? Did you have any? Sometimes they, they would put up words on the screen as if to Thank say, Thank you. I, I'm aware of what saying. Are. <laughs> I wasn't. But, but um, no, I didn't come up with any placards. I was just worried about how everyone looked mm-hmm. and the transitions. Not my best film. Okay, but this was a this was a a scary a horror movie. Yes. Um. Uh. About a lodger, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, what exactly happened in the silent film with this lodger and with the London Fog? Well, the f- you have you heard of the film The Fog? Yes, John Carpenter. Film, Pretty much the, the same movie, except oh. they had dialogue mm-hmm. and color, and it was taking place in Seattle. Sleepless. No, in uh, in San Francisco, I believe. Sleepless. (laughs) Sleepless in San Francisco. Well, so basically, my characters were overcome by this London fog. Mm. And when it would clear out, they'd be gone. They'd be gone. Or they'd be there brutally murdered. Or one of the two. It seems or, inconsistent. Or or, or, or they'd be there totally fine. <laughs> okay. So or they're there them. with pets. <laughs> no pets. Please. Oh, okay. That was innovative. Let's not be let's not be ridiculous. Okay. Right. Right. All right. Sorry about that. Mr. Hitchcock is telling us about his film. The Lodger, A Story of the London Fog. Right. Why The yeah. Lodger if it's about fog? Yeah. That, because the What fog. is a lodger? Is one of the people that was yes. um, in the fog a lodger? He got it. Oh, wow. So there it is. So what happened to him? Was he, did like he movies disappear? movies were a lot worse back then. Did he disappear? They were. Did he get murdered? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or did nothing happen to him? Oh, The Lodger. Mm-hmm. Oh, The Lodger. He was such a funny man. Okay. His mother used to play a uh-huh. game with him. Where she would say boo. Okay. And <laughs> so that was it? Well, yes. And so then the fog came for him to really test his mettle. Oh, I and see. And he basically... journey. He was the first to realize that this fog was no ordinary fog. Ah, you see. see, this fog must have come from outer space. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, yes, please. It's <laughs> dangerous, though. It's very dangerous. Okay. Folk. All right. And so the lodger was kind of the hero. Gotcha. gotcha. Other than the director, of course. Now, spoiler yeah. alert. Right. What happens at the end? Like, does the lodger stop the fog? 
No. He doesn't they stop the fog. They escape from the fog, but the fog lives on. You wonder where the fog goes. You don't know where the fog goes. No. Interesting. Mm. It's all up to your imagination. You know what I like about this fog? Everything. It operates a lot like, you know, just like, like any other monster in a horror film. You know, Jason doesn't right. always stab you with a machete. You mm. know, uh, Freddy Krueger doesn't always slice you with his claws. Mm. Sometimes you, sometimes he just disappears you. Sometimes he just lets you go. Like there's a lot of options. Dude. And the fog was doing all those things. Yes. Michael Myers, though, does he let you go? I feel like he's always there with that god. Well, Michael Myers, uh, he let Jamie Lee Curtis go a couple of times, if oh. I'm remembering the movie series correctly. I don't he know. Le- they just let the main character go? I don't think he let her. I mean, she, she escaped. Right. But you, uh, an argument could be made that that was, that was Michael Myers just letting her go. Really? Because he, just, he decided not to continue after her. John Carpenter know? loved me. He loved you. Yeah, he, loved he stole film. my film, The Fog. Oh, right. I and yeah. I will say, it did make a difference with dialogue and color. Mm. Was it better? Of course not. <laughs> but it was it made a difference at all. <laughs> at least they were more uh, direct about the title. Uh, well, I had the, the London fog. fog. Yeah, but it was after the colon. You know, if anybody colons. could be bothered to read past that, they would see that it was a movie about the London right. Fog. Maybe we called the London Fog. This story is about a longer. What is it? A lodger. Lodger. <laughs> a lodger. You should have called it the Fog colon. A story about a London lodger. Yeah, and lager. And yeah. lager. Mm. Ooh, was there a lager in the movie? Also, no, no. <laughs> but he threw that in there. I wanted to make him feel nice. Mm, and lice? Know, nice. Nice. Okay. Nice. Feel these lice. Okay. Uh, let's go back to uh, Copernicus for just a moment. Sure. So, you know, you spend most of your young life studying. Yes. Uh, this is according to the Wikipedia. And, you're you're yeah, in Warmia, you're studying. Mm-hmm. You go to Italy and you're studying. You're studying Bonjour. the religion of um, uh, scienceology. Scienceology. Uh, and then you're 30 years old. You return to Warmia, uh, where Warmia. you begin your observations of the celestial bodies. Yeah. Um, and Celestial bodies? Celestial bodies, yeah. Mm, yeah. What we would call, you Ghosts. know. The ghosts? I'm sorry, ghosts? Ghosts? Not ghosts? Ghosts? I I mean, I wouldn't call them ghosts. Okay. Do, you, do you think they're ghosts, Copernicus? No. I mean, you are the astronomer here. Yeah. You are the mathematician. Right. And okay. as, we've already decided, bodies. as we've already decided, you're currently in space right now. Yeah. So uh, are the, what we call the celestial bodies, the sun, the planets, the stars, you say that they're ghosts? Those are ghosts of Bigger, better planets. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. And Celestial so. Celestial bodies were like, imagine, if you will, Zeus. Okay. I'm, I'm Hades. There. All right. Hercules. The, the Greek gods and, and mythical creatures. Imagine those are just like bigger planets. Okay. Those planets died. They went to heaven. This is heaven that we live in now. Hmm. Heaven for planets. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And people incredible. did not like that theory, so they started beating me up. I, I see. Oh. <laughs> wow. And so where does revolving around the sun come into this equation? So you're saying yeah, that... The sun revolves around us. And the sun revolves around... Yeah. No, no, opposite. Opposite. We revolve around the sun. Sun revolves around us? No, opposite. No. Copernicus, you're the one who said <laughs> that it was the opposite, that we revolve around the sun. We revolve who around are the you? sun. you? <laughs> we revolve around the sun. We revolve... Yes, 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 yes. Okay. This is true. I'm a mathematician. Oh. All right. So you're saying that Scientist, Jupiter, medicine. the planet Jupiter, which yeah. is already enormous, which is right. really, really big, right. is actually the ghost of a larger, larger Jupiter? Jupiter. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Scary. Wow. Scary. So that's where Scientology comes in. That's where Scientology oh, comes in. Yeah. So do we know, like, did these planets just, like, die because they got too big, because they got too old? A big uh, uh, comet came. Comet came crashed, and killed and all killed the planets. all the planets. I see. So their little spirits rised up, and they became smaller planets, mm. which are now giving us emotion. Emotion, giving us emotion. Yeah, like okay. fear, like fear. Yes, uh, like horniness, horniness, <laughs> like happiness. That's an emotion, definitely. Uh, like hunger, mm. like sneezing. Mm. Or like when you're about to sneeze, but it's just kind of stuck oh, there. That's my least favorite emotion. Yeah. My least favorite emotion. Or like that chest pain you get, but emotion. you're not sure if it's your heart or just some chest pain. Or like acid or heartburn. Or yeah. yeah. Or if you just need to like stretch out a little bit, but then you're paranoid for the rest of the day that maybe something's up. 
I see. That's an emotion. This is a lot more complicated than I thought the theory originally was. Yeah, I mean, um, do the math. There's a lot more involved. And there is math involved in this. Do you the can math. prove using numbers yeah. that the planets are ghosts of bigger planets. Of bigger planets wow. that are now giving us emotion. What, that is fascinating. What number? <laughs> uh, let's see. Just give us one of the numbers in the equation okay, that proves so this. so seven plus two doesn't equal nine. It doesn't equal nine. <laughs> no. My God. <laughs> I know. It equals... Now, oh, this emotion where you have to burp. There it is. <laughs> you have to burp. Too. You don't want to do it on mic. Yes. I see. Wow, that's incredible. So let me ask you this: you mm. know, you were being teased, you're being tortured, you're being yeah. bullied. What part of the theory was upsetting to people? Was it that you were saying that we revolve around the sun, or was it that you were saying that everything that you see in the night sky is actually a ghost of a bigger thing? Uh, it was that the sun revolve. We revolve around the sun. That was the thing that was. That people. was the thing that pissed people off. Gotcha. Yeah. What it was, was very egotistical. You what, know? what was the reaction to the ghost theory? To the, to the, uh, the they were into it. Oh yeah, yeah. They were like fine with it. No they were issues like, Well, whatsoever. we believe in whatever. So. They like a ghost. Yeah, people do. People like ghosts. All right. I, I think they like the idea of bigger ghosts. I think they like the idea of like emotions being a bad thing, and that mm. they can. Oh God! Uh, there it is again. Can, there it is again. I, it's <laughs> like right. The burp is just like in my chest somewhere. Uh, I hate that emotion. You shouldn't have added those yeah. numbers together because that's how, that's how you got that. That's true. Um, well, I'll give you a second to um, just huh. like recalibrate yourself. We'll go back over to Hitchcock okay. for a moment. <laughs> Good evening. Uh, Let so me leave the room for a second. During uh, during World War II, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you departed from the suspense genre for a moment, uh, and you made you made a couple of films that were not. Suspense. Meet Thank the Fockers. Um, no. No, that was not. But okay. you did make a romantic comedy called Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which was not the same as the Mr. and Mrs. Smith that was later made with oh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. I want to see it. Um, so can you, tell us, can you tell us why you decided during World War II that you would take a break from suspense and do a romantic comedy, for example? Well, I'm glad you used the word suspense over horror. Yeah, I feel like it was more confusing to say horror. Horror. You know? I never thought of myself as a horror film maker. Mm. Maybe a few horror films, but those were private. But private. suspense, a suspenseful film, in my opinion, is just a film with high drama. Mm. And if you know how to make those films, sure, there may be some suspenseful moments. But I did with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I was so goddamn sick of hearing people talk about my films like they were just thrill seekers Mm. that I wanted to make something different, something lovely, something funny even. Hmm. Didn't work out. And no one likes that film. Well, what what was the plot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Um, and it was a romantic comedy, so I'm assuming, like... It was hilarious yeah. and romantic. Like, what happened? What well, was... you see, they were a couple. Okay. And they would go on dates, and they got in a fight over how... Which home they were going to buy. Okay. Big fight. Big fight. Uh, it was during wartime. Gotcha. And gotcha. Then... Everyone was buying houses. <laughs> right. right. That was a good time to buy, right? Well, yeah, of was that was the yeah. twist a little bit. Uh, buy low, sell high. <laughs> and, then, and then they get back together. Wow. So as you can see. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's really as you funny. can see. That's that's like a really, really funny, funny. Movie. Copernicus <laughs> likes it. That's really funny. Thank you, Copernicus. Couples should never get back together. Well, and... That's why I made one romantic comedy uh, and then okay. said, fuck it. I'm going back to stabs and thrills, stabs and thrills and all the chills. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm glad that you, you know, it's important to split those muscles and see what else you're capable of. I have see... a lot of muscles. Yeah, exactly. Go, oh, go, do you, do you have muscles. a lot of muscles. People don't realize that under this layer and layer <laughs> Your arms of fat, are pretty intense. Thank you. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. jacked. Why, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's very impressive. to both of you. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, we are just about out of time. Here what on the? Famous Dead People. I think we might have time for a, one more quick question. Um, uh, Copernicus, there was a, a play that was written in your lifetime called The Foolish Sage. Mm, the that Fool was Sage? The Foolish Sage that was mm. making fun of you. Mm. And I was wondering if you saw it. this play because uh, it had this character that was like a haughty, cold, aloof astrologist who thought he was inspired by God and had this like big book he was working on. Uh, does this ring a bell? Did you see The Foolish Sage? Yeah, I saw this. People kept tagging me in it. 
they kept tagging you. Yeah, they kept tagging you in it. Yeah, they kept tagging me in it. How did they tag you in? <laughs> yeah, they uh, in fucking tag. How did they tag you? I'm just oh curious. yeah, I'll tell what you. What was the mechanism by which they tagged <laughs> they you tagged in me this in play, it. Copernicus? Uh, every time someone saw it, they would shout my name. They would shout it. Okay, so that was what tagging was. That's what tagging was in the 16th century. They would also say they would look at it and be like, "Hey, that's not." Uh, that actor. That's Copernicus. That's Copernicus. That's Copernicus up there. And that actor <laughs> wouldn't get any fucking recognition. That is a shame. I would show up there, and then they'd make me fill up a diaper and a condom at the exact oh, same no. time. <laughs> and just continue the nightmare that was your life. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's episode. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it really sounds like a nightmare. I feel bad for you, Copernicus. Uh, you but I would like to thank my guests for joining me in the studio. Copernicus and Alfred Hitchcock. Um, I always end by asking this one final question. If either of you have any comedy shows or uh, Twitter accounts that you're big fans of that you want to tell people about. Um, Copernicus, anything you want to tell people uh, about? Yeah, uh, I know this guy, Pat May. Uh, he does an improv show where he plays video games and does improv at the exact same time. Uh, Suleiman Beg is in it, or Suli Beg, I should say. And uh, we're going to have a show August 13th at 9 p.m. And then after that, hopefully in September, we'll have a big announcement about something super cool. Cool. Suspenseful. Suspenseful. <laughs> Suspense. yes. I know. And uh, uh, Mr. Hitchcock? Please. Uh, well, I do love to listen oh, to- Oh, it's at the Magnet Theater. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus will be there. <laughs> uh, I love to listen to a very scary radio show. It's right here on Radio 3 Brooklyn. It's called The Next Best Thing, Scary. Mm. Every Monday night from 10 until midnight. And uh, the host is Jonathan B. Lerner. You can follow him on Twitter at J-O-N, no H, B as in boy, L-E-R-N-E-R. Good evening. <laughs> All right. And uh, I'm your host, Jared Berenstein. You can check out my stuff at jaredberenstein.com, buy my book, The Kelly and Conway Technique, rate and review the podcast, hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Famous dead people, famous dead people.